I'm Matthew Howland. And I'm Whitney Wilde. And this is Cultured. An entertainment podcast. Did you know you're being recorded? Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that you started it. You didn't? No. I thought you were, like, going to count me in. (laughs) Oh. Um. I don't even know what we're doing, Whitney. Episode two. Um. I hate Susie. I hate Susie. I hate Susie. So, I hate Susie. Was co-created by Lucy Preble and Billy Piper. Who have worked together before. This is their third project together. Yep. They did Secret Diary of a Call Girl together, which I still haven't seen. Isn't Matt Smith in that? Um, I think he is at one point, yes. And you see his delicious booty. Yeah. <laughs> and then they did the play effect. The effect. Which yep. she which she which. She won an Olivier Award for that. I did not know that. Yeah. Because Billy Piper is amazing. Didn't she win an Olivier Award for the one that she did a few years ago? Yerma? Yerma. Yes. And did you know that that is, like, streaming on, like, the London Theater, like, website right now? Like, you can go watch it. Everyone go watch Yama. She's so good. Yeah, I remember she did that in, like, I can't remember, 2018? I don't know, but I remember watching the tray for it. I do, too. And she's, like, in that cage or something. She's, like, rolling around (laughs) on the ground. But I Hate Susie. It stars Billy Piper as the lead Susie Pickles. Uh, Layla Farsgard as her manager. Naomi. Naomi, yes. And Daniel Ings as her husband, Cobb. Ew. I hate Cobb. What irritated me about that is I never knew if Cobb was, like, his full name or if it was, like, short for Jacob. Ew. You know what do I mean? Do you know, do <laughs> you know, that is just as heinous as people who name their child Christopher Topher. and call it Topher? It? <laughs> I knew you I were going to say that. I knew. I knew it. I would prefer... Topher over Cobb. I know. It I, the entire time I was like like corn. Plus I don't really like him anyway, so he just annoyed me throughout the whole thing. We'll get Any to hoosers. That. Um all of the episodes were directed by Georgie Banks Davies, and then two episodes were directed by Anthony Nielsen. And all yep. of the episodes were written by Lucy Preble, and it is streaming now on HBO Max. And it's so, super short. It's only eight episodes, and I think the episodes are only, like, 26 minutes-ish. So if you're like me, and you're like, I really want to watch this television show, but I don't want to pay for HBO Max, you can, A, mooch off of your friend, (laughs) or B, download a free trial for, like, a solid week and binge the whole damn show, and then you're done. And then you're done. Then you're done. So, well, first things first. Before I watched the show, I, before I even knew what it was about, 
I saw an article, and all I saw was the headline, and it said something to the effect of Billy Piper wants people to feel like they're having an anxiety attack watching the show. I think I and, saw that too. Yeah. And it's funny because, because I watched a couple interviews, and everyone talks about the anxiety that they felt watching that first episode. Yes. It felt so normal to me. Like, I just was like, this is another day. Right? And... <laughs> Like, when she's running around and she's trying to make sure that, like, no one gets connected to the Wi-Fi, and she's literally <laughs> just, like, having, a, like, a meltdown, I was like, that's me in the morning when this I get ready for work. This is just another Tuesday. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, and then Normal I realized, day. oh, that's not, that's Normal. not. Normal. No. Anxiety. So then, after I read that, I was like, okay, what is this about? And then... Brian and I were doing our normal thing of like, what are we going to watch tonight? Which is usually like a 40 minute ordeal. Oh my gosh. Same. Oh my gosh. Austin and I cannot pick anything. No. So finally we're on HBO Max and I'm like, well, let's watch I Hate Susie. And he's like, what's that? And I was like, I don't know, really. I just know it has Billy Piper and I love her and let's watch the trailer. And so that was the first time I watched the trailer and then... Mm -hmm. We were just like, all right, let's just do it. It seems great. I didn't know what to expect. I had no idea what it was about. And I'm so fucking glad I watched it. Oh, yeah. It's damn good. I don't know. Do you want to kind of talk about what it's about? Yes. Okay. So Susie Pickles is, um, she's, she's a celebrity. And she got famous when she was 15 for being on, like, a talent search show. And she sang and uh, just kind of, like, grew to stardom after that. And then she was in, like, mostly TV shows is what I gathered from the show. Um, And the first episode kind of starts off like a rocket. Like, it literally gives you about, like, two three minutes of setup and then just kind of shoots you into like the whole conflict premise of the show so her like some very um compromising photos of herself like naked with a man yeah isn't she like giving him a blowjob like in the photos yeah so they get leaked and it's her just dealing with the aftermath of all of this in a very public way like because she's a celebrity yes and how the episodes are kind of um, laid out is that they're the stages of grief. So each episode is a stage of grief. And, of course, the first one is shock. And what shock. I – oh, my God. that The thing that got me was that she was super psyched that she, like, landed a deal with Disney. <laughs> As the next then, princess. Yeah. Yes. And then this – horrible thing happens to her and these compromising photos of her get leaked and I'm just like there goes your Disney deal (laughs) because my whole impression of this was like they can't fire her for this because what kind of like message does that send about there because you know we all get it what are the Disney values quote unquote yeah, fam- wholesome. We're gonna move this show to Hulu because it doesn't fit in with the Disney Plus <laughs> standard. You know what I mean? Like that yes. kind of stuff. And so, absolutely. I don't like. I really was just like, I'm curious to see how they write this mm-hmm. because 
I feel like it could get ugly really. Yeah. And I thought that the way that they handled it was actually like pretty great. And as slimy as I would expect a corporation like Disney to behave, like we're not gonna fire you right now. But yeah. But um we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. And uh we'll see dot dot dot, which dot, is dot. almost basically them being like, probably not. Yeah. Period. <laughs> so you know me. I did some research. I watched a lot of interviews and I brought a lot to talk about. I guess this whole concept, do you remember the hack in 2014? They called it the fappening. Yes. Oh my god. That's what this whole premise is based off of. Yes. Kate Upton, Jessica Brown Findlay, Jennifer Lawrence, Kirsten Dunst, but then I there remember were like that. Hey. She was talking about in an interview how the repercussions of that were never discussed in a sort of like public format. And oh, in a yeah. way, and in a way, I think that's appropriate because these private things became public mm-hmm. and we have no right to see how that affects like the person behind the photo but I think for me it was nice to see a dramatization of something that is so real yes no absolutely well I mean you know think about technology like in the past like however many years whatever I'm just thinking about technology back when I first got my iPhone so in like 2013 so like seven years ago like everything is literally accessible to us 24 7 so yeah. anytime any celebrity's nudes get leaked, like, you know about it, like, instantly. You always know. You always yeah. know. And I feel like, um, yeah, you're right. To be a celebrity and have this happen to you, it's such a bigger deal. But it's so normal. I know. But it's like they have to deal with, you know, what it's going to do to their image now. What it's going to do about, yeah, deals that they've signed, contracts that they have, potential uh, jobs that they're going to work on or potential projects. I just thought it was brilliant to kind of bring this situation and just add just the most stark level of humanity to it. Mm-hmm. It was one of the most relatable shows I've ever watched in my whole freaking life. And I'm not a celebrity and I'm not an actor. Well, it's a very uh, invasive thing that is happening to you. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that she also is now having to deal with the fact that she has been having an affair. Yeah. Like, of of all of the ways for your husband to find out that you've been cheating on him, that is what happens. Yeah. And I love in that first episode that she is just in complete shock. And she's trying so hard and, you, well, first of all, you know, she's doing a photo shoot that day. So she's got, like, hordes of people in her house. And she's trying to stop everyone from connecting to the internet because she doesn't want anyone to find out. She's trying to troubleshoot. <laughs> and <laughs> I love that so much. Like, when she hides That's the router, when she goes over to the thing and she unplugs the router and she, like, hides it and she, like, runs away. And her husband's <laughs> is complaining about how, like, the internet's down. And she's just like, yeah, I don't know. Like hidden in my my freaking robe, running around, and I just was watching that and was like, I would do that too, one hundred percent. Oh, we all would. 
Like, don't don't get on the internet. It's broken. You can't. But one of us yeah. would have reacted the exact same way. I'm like, mood. Like, I definitely would do that too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I probably would do that even now. I'm not famous, but I mean, if nudes of mine got leaked, I'd probably <laughs> freak the fuck out. I'd be like, mom, throw away your phone. <laughs> throw them away. <laughs> Don't look oh, at me. Be terrible. Um, I do... I do want to say that that first episode, um, like, I knew I was going to love the show just because I had Billy in it, but the end of the episode made me fall in love with the whole thing before I'd oh, even yeah. seen it. Yeah. When she's in her freaking fur coat that has red blood on it, and she needs a phone charger, and she's just having a having a time, and there's just this onslaught of emotion that is just pouring out of her, and it is amazing. She's like strutting down this tiny little town, trying to get people to give her a phone charger, <laughs> and she's just losing. Like she's just losing her mind a little bit. Just so done with the whole day. She's been trying to fucking take this photo shoot, and all these people are just like you know, I don't know if the dog's working. Like, I don't know if the dog is working. Maybe we should, like, get rid of the dog. And then, yeah, I just, I love, I love that so much. I love when she, she's, like, walking past people and she's like, I hate the judge. I fucking hate that pub. Hate that pub. Like, <laughs> yes, queen. And be friggin' pissed off, too. I've definitely had that moment so many times. Well, I knew that I would love the show right from that first episode, but it was funny because I fell in love with, like, the whole mood and tone of that first episode that just, like, it's just a constant energy that was just, like, not ending, and I just was hanging on to every drop of it. Mm-hmm. But not every episode was like that. They were all, like a like, almost a different genre, but they were all so cohesive do you know what I mean well yeah because the first episode is shock so like she's not gonna deal with things in episode one the way she's gonna deal with them in like anger or guilt or shame because it's a completely different set of emotions and she's Uh reacting to those emotions Uh differently like she's not gonna react to everything happening the same way and I kind of love like to me at least it felt like they kind of went in that direction when they were writing it like every episode was its own little entity because they were like well now Susie is going through this and now she's going through this so it's completely different than the one that came before yeah it was yeah it was was so good so so good she's go she's you're watching her go on this journey and each each episode and each stage of grief has an effect on the one that came before and so it's, it's all culminating into like I don't know. I felt, for me at least, I felt like they all kind of culminated into anger yeah. because that felt very much like the the breaking point for her. Yeah. And then we come off into acceptance. And that was a moment. That oh moment gosh. in anger. <laughs> the whole episode is just this crescendo of things happening and her trying to deal with it. And you can see that each thing that keeps happening, she just gets more and more pissed, more and more pissed, more and more pissed. And the whole time I was like, 
dude, something's going to happen. Like you, Ooh. you just know she's going to blow. And when she, <laughs> when she blow, she blow. I loved, I, I loved that. She was like, no mate, like go, I'm not crossing the fucking road. Like I'm not <laughs> going to do it. And he just kept honking at her. And she was like, I'm not going to cross. I'm not going to cross. And then he like, <laughs> hey, but- she's like, fine, fine. You want me to fucking cross? And she like goes up there. Oh my gosh. Okay, but listen, every single one of us has dealt with that asshole driver that's yes. going to just be a fucking prick. But none of us are going to have to deal with the repercussions of the way that we behave to that person yep. if they film it yep. and put it online. Well, yep. not none we of might. us. We might. There are some. There are some Karens out there that definitely... Go um, viral. But more often than not I feel like a lot of us get to get away with having our feelings just on a human level without having there being like consequences of us just being a person dealing with another dick human being Mm -hmm. you know what I mean yeah and I mean and of course in this day and age that fucking asshole would pull out his phone and start filming the crazy screaming lady yeah and then of course he would The world can decide to do what they want with that. But I just thought it it was so brilliant that the show was made up of those moments that we all do and we all go through that, like, none of us talk about. (laughs) Yeah, oh, my gosh. Like, when she gives that phone interview in, like, the shame episode. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I was going to bring that up. That's one of my favorite moments. She, like, fucks it up so hard because... Like, I mean, honestly, if it were me, like, I, I was trying to put myself in her shoes the entire show. And I'm like, if it were me and I had all of this uh, criticism coming from all sides about, you know, something I decided to do with my life that should have been private, that should never have even, you know, been in the public eye at all. People telling, like, saying, oh, well, yeah, like, she's a slut and she should be ashamed. I would start to feel ashamed. Yeah. I would start to feel so much shame. And I'm pretty, that I really honestly, sitting there watching her at the kitchen table give this interview. And she's talking about how, like, the the woman on the other end is asking her how she feels. And she says something like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm a fucking slut or something. And it almost sounds jokey, but, like, it kind of isn't. And then she just kind of looks around at Cobb and Naomi, and she's like, oh, my God, I just fucked up really bad. <laughs> and so she's like, no, no, that's a joke. Like, that's that's not real. Like, I would never say that. Like, that's that's not what I meant. Like, of course I'm joking. And the interviewer's just like, uh-huh. <laughs> sure. But I thought that was so real that sometimes you can't help but let the shame kind of leak into your own thoughts and views on yourself in a situation like that. Yeah. I don't know. I just, yeah, I liked that. But it was also, like, so cringy to watch because you're like, oh, BB. Oh, BB. Those moments of secondhand embarrassment really get me. But like I said, that anxiety in that first episode, I was just like, we're here. But then those moments, like the shame moment, I was just like, in my body. I was just yes, not well. Well, the it. ironic thing was that they did that interview to try to, like, calm the, the, the waters. And, you know, kind of make a statement on what is happening. And she just absolutely shits the bed. Just absolutely tanks everything and you're just kind of watching her like oh Susie 
what's going to happen after this. But what this. is she supposed to do? What is she supposed to... Why are... Why would anyone do anything any differently than just, like... Have a human yeah. reaction yeah. to, like, what is happening? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, this makes me feel like a slut. I'm not a slut. I shouldn't be a slut. But, and I hate that word. But, like... Mm-hmm. But this is how this makes me feel. And my feelings are owned by myself but i'm in the public eye i have a responsibility and i'm supposed to maintain this image i just got this deal with disney the Mm -hmm. disney and i'm supposed to be this like princess princess and all of this and yeah i there's a video there's a photo out there with me with a cock in my mouth and Mm -hmm. um doesn't she even say that i swear she says that pretty sure she does i also feel like it's a huge nod to like all of the stars that we grew up with now. Like when I was watching it, I was thinking of like Lindsay Lohan and like Hillary Duff and Britney Spears and just many others that, you know, the way that we view celebrities as they age, especially women is like not always positive because they have like this, this height in their youth and then they literally drop off the planet because they're just fucking living their lives and then maybe they want to come back and do more acting. And all of a sudden we're all like, wow, like, where the fuck has she been? Oh, she looks really old. Like, she has aged, all this well, stuff. And now we think, and and then the things that they choose to be in, we kind of judge. Like, like wow, like, she really, oh, the mighty have fallen almost. Yeah. Or stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs> well, Billy talked about how she was working harder at like 16 years old than she has ever worked in her entire life and how traumatizing that was for her because she was supposed to be sleeping and growing yeah learning not shoving herself into a mold and focusing on her freaking body image at 16 years old for millions of people to look at and judge and like how I mean, obviously, we're, like, singing that sad, sordid tale here about that teenager in the limelight, you know? But, like, mm-hmm. that... But it's true. All this time that we we hear hundred times, but, like, do we ever really talk about it? No. Or do we just kind of brush it off, like, oh, Miley just kind of went off the deep end? Or do we talk about why did... Why did someone struggle? But I, exactly. And I don't even think it, like, it is just struggle. It's not, like, the deep end. Yeah, exactly. Like, Miley is such a perfect example because when she was, when she was, you know, discovering herself and experimenting, which everyone should do in their 20s, everyone should do that in their 20s. That's exactly what your 20s are for, whatever. Honestly, take as much time as you fucking want discovering yourself. But she decided that she was going to do what she wanted and what felt right for her in that moment. And everyone had so So much to say. And everyone was like, well, we can't listen to Miley Cyrus because now she's like tainted and she's bad. And like she has, quote unquote, like you said, gone off the deep end when it's it's like, what if she wasn't even like struggling that much? I mean, I don't know her, so I don't know. But I just like I I hate looking at things like that and being like oh, she cut all of her hair off. That must mean that she's going through such a hard time. 
if the internet comes for my mom when I say this, I'm going to have your throats, okay? Because this is my mom. My mom. Don't okay. be rude to I grew back. We love very her. sheltered. I grew up very sheltered, right? I was raised Mormon. And so a couple of different things happened. The first thing that happened is when Vanessa Ann Hudgens had those photos leak after High School Musical 2 came out, my mom sat me down before school and we had a whole talk about it. Okay. The second thing that happened is that after Miley Cyrus released the Can't Be Tamed video, my mom told me that I was no longer allowed to listen to Miley Cyrus in her home. These are the messages that we tell our children about people learning how to find themselves, Mm -hmm. that they're doing it wrong, Mm -hmm. and that they need to be judged, right? Yes, Yes. but I also think it's a good statement on, like, we have so many opinions about celebrities and their lives, and how they They react. They are supposed to react. Yeah, and how they react to stuff like we criticize the fuck out of them even reacting to the fact that their nudes leaked like tabloids and newspapers are all the time are you know headlining things like oh well maybe this isn't the best way to address this situation and it's just you know you can't you they can't win you can't win you know what's funny is unrelated i was just watch. i just finished defending jacob on um apple tv plus and there's this part where she's he's talking to his attorney and she basically tells him do not have any emotion at all because any emotion that you show the like the public will ascribe to like either your guilt or your innocence mm, and yeah. like before they've even heard you talk before yeah. and i think that that is like so true in all of these situations, like before you even have a chance to speak your truth, mm-hmm. an entire world of people has already come up with their opinion of what happened. Oh, yeah. And then they're just going off of confirmation bias to find something in you that tells them what they already know or what they've already decided about the situation. They've already decided that I'm a, you know, a hoe. And so... Right. Nothing I can do in this situation is going to convince them otherwise. Yeah, they've made up their mind. Everybody always has an opinion on what's happening in, like, somebody else's life. Always. Yeah. Always. Always. Especially, I think it's easier for people to form an opinion about a person that they don't even know. Yep. It is so so easy you hear it all the time have you seen this movie no i'm not gonna watch that movie because i don't like so and so why i just don't like her you don't even know her (laughs) you don't know them look i'm guilty of it figures well of course because i'm guilty of it but i also criticize people about it like you know i know like talk to me (laughs) about justin bieber and i'm just like fuck that guy (laughs) oh You're so right. But then you shit on Taylor Swift, and I'm like, (laughs) you're getting ready to die, bitch. Like, I (laughs) will throw some fucking hands for that queen. I know, I shit on Taylor Swift so much, and I have almost had to deal with your wrath so many times. (laughs) Terrifying. We all do it, though. Like, we're not going to get up here and be super preachy about this, because guess what? It's human to be judgmental, but it doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it good. It doesn't make it okay. And I think that that... just pointing out that it happens. Yeah. 
Like, and I this think is a thing that happens. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I liked about this show. And when I watched the interview that they did for BAFTA, um, mm. she, the the creator, um, Lucy, she was talking about how she and Billy wanted to write about things that nobody likes to talk about. Yes, absolutely. Like cheating on your husband or like there was this part in the interview where she where she talks about something that happens towards the end where Billy says something Susie says something really really awful to her kids and they're in the workshop and or they're in like they're talking about it and and some of the people are like oh it's just awful it's awful and she's like yeah but like you've never talked to your kid like that you've never said it. and like no no I have like every day but like just to see it on camera and you're like but so it's okay when you do it, but it's not okay for the reality of it to be put in front of your face to make you uncomfortable for you to reflect. Mm-hmm. And that's what this whole show really was for me as I was like, ooh, ooh, I can be judgmental. Ooh, I should step back. I have had judgments about people and these are not okay things and these are these behaviors are wrong especially i don't even want to talk about Cobb, but like i don't like him but yeah but we are all Cobb. are we i think we are listen okay i i do i do i understand that he is on the receiving end of finding out his wife is cheating on him the receiving end of having to live with a person who is famous, who is then therefore, you know, every aspect of their life is scrutinized. So therefore his actions are scrutinized as well. She's in the public eye. He's in the public eye. There's no privacy. And he even like comments on that about how in the first episode, he's saying like, well, everyone's seeing this. Everyone now knows that you were cheating on me. So everyone's up in our business. And I understand, like, I mean, I don't understand it, but I can understand, like, the emotions that he's going through, like, his anger and his frustration, his betrayal, his anger. I feel like I just really got a lot of anger from him. Mm -hmm. And I understand that. But there were a lot of times in there where there was just behavior that, like, I couldn't get by, even though you're angry. Are we, like, trying to justify some of this? No. Because it sort of felt like that. I just never knew if we, if, like, they were trying, I'm, and maybe they wrote it, like, without a stance. Like, it was like, oh, yeah, we're going to leave this up to the viewer to kind of make up their mind, which I love. Yeah. Like, we're coming at this with a very unbiased point of view. Um, I don't know. I just, I didn't like him. I hated him. And it's funny because I hated him from the very, very beginning. Like Yeah, because I- she comes back in the house from getting a Disney deal. And the first thing he says to her is, he says something negative. Like, oh, does that mean you're going to miss certain things or blah, blah, blah. It's not even a, wow, that's great. Congratulations, babe. No. And Brian was like, oh, he's cute. Oh, he loves her. Oh, he's a supportive husband. And I could just see through his cracks, like, immediately. I just knew who that man was, and I had that red flag right up. 
immediately. And it wasn't until after I finished the show. And my favorite moment of the whole show was, you probably know the very the very end scene with those two. Because so. even in the moment where she is standing up for herself, there's that little voice in the back of her head that tells her not to. That tells her just to be quiet, don't make others uncomfortable, don't make it hard, all of this stuff. And I just started to wonder what is his little voice in the back of his head saying to him. And it doesn't make anything that he is doing right or wrong. It makes, maybe I should reword that. It doesn't make him right or wrong. It definitely makes some of his actions you know, hurtful or inappropriate or manipulative, but he's also just as flawed and human as she is Mm -hmm. and having to, you know, deal with this just as much as she is. But I don't think he's taking any sort of responsibility for his behavior. Oh, I don't think he is either. He just wants to put all of the blame on her. Absolutely. And clearly, it is not even hard to infer from the first episode that they have probably had marital problems for a really long time, which, you know, that happens. But I think they were kind of bigger problems that they probably weren't addressing. And now he's just like, our marriage is falling apart, and it's all your fucking fault. And... I'm the one that has to deal. I feel like he really is just like, I'm the one that has to deal with this. I mean, hell, he asks her to quit the show that she's on, rightly so, because she was fucking her, one of the writers um, I don't, directors. I don't think that's rightly so, honestly. I don't either. I was just trying to seem like I was no. woke, but I feel like that no. was terrible. Uh-uh. It terrible. was awful. And I loved the way, I loved that scene when she's like in the hole and the zombies are eating her guts. And I feel like that was so representational of just how her insides were completely on her outside for the whole world to see. And people were just, like, harvesting on her emotions. Yes. Just the whole world, including, you know, her best friend, her manager, her family, her husband. Just everybody was just, like, literally ravaging every single little part of her and every emotion that she had and it was never enough for anybody and that's the thing that irritated me the most about him was that through the whole thing he was demanding so much of her constantly (laughs) i want to be very clear i am not a Cobb sympathizer (laughs) (laughs) i just towards the very end was able to see the humanity right in someone who was hurting someone very badly that that okay that is true that is true like i i don't think anything that he did was right Mm -hmm. i don't i think that i think that he had a very codependent relationship with her i remember in one of the interviews i read they talked about him being more proficient at sign language with their son was a way that he would one up yeah one up Susie. 
mm-hmm. in their marriage. I'm closer to my son than you are because you're off doing all of these movies and you don't have time to learn sign language and I have a better bond with him. But then guess what? Her fucking son did never want to talk to dad. He always wanted mom. Yeah. And why do you think that is? Because he knows. He can feel the manipulation. He can feel, you know, he's mm-hmm. being used as a pawn. But, but when you're in that, I think that for me, and I'm probably being way too woke about this because I'm a social worker and I'm just this way. I just really felt like it was such a well-written character that you could see that he needed her way more than she needed him. But he, by God, tricked her into thinking that she couldn't survive without him. Uh Uh-huh. Absolutely. Like and I'm everything gonna be honest. He did, everything he did was just a manipulation to get her to stay. And yes. it was fucked. And I think the only reason why he wanted her to stay around is so that he could keep that going. Yeah. It's, so he could he could he could sick. convince himself by convincing her that she that needed he was him. needed. That he was he, needed, he was loved, yeah. he was wanted. Yes. It's yes. a it's a it's a sick form of abuse. It is. And I, I feel like he knew that, you know, he probably wasn't a very good person and that he had to work through all of these things, but making her feel like the bad guy, making her feel like all of these things were her fault, making her feel like their marriage failure and the fact that maybe their kid isn't as adjusted as he should be is just her fault and not an equal sharing of blame. Yeah. Which is so terrible. I just thought the way that that character was written was an uncomfortable representation of something that that we don't talk about enough. Yeah. And I really understood the humanity in it. Well, I also really feel like a lot of tiny aspects of Cobb kind of manifest in in all of us. That's what I was getting to earlier. We have arguments or, you know, we get in fights with close friends or even significant others when, you know, you get defensive and you get defensive because you know that you have done something wrong and it's easier to kind of put the mirror up to turn the blame back on the other person. And I mean, that's a thing that people do consciously and subconsciously I mean it happens all the time I get defensive all day long (laughs) it's so hard I mean I I'm not trying to like blame my defensive behaviors on like the way I grew up or anything but I feel like they have a deep correlation with the way that I watched my parents argue and the way that I argued with my parent And it's very much that now bleeds over into other arguments that I have during the day. And so, yeah, I guess watching him and her have arguments or just, you know, them being around each other was very hard because he very much turned the whole situation around on her all the time. Oh, he was completely unfair. Yeah. And I also hated how the episode where I can't, I think it's the guilt episode when they go to her sister's wedding reception and her whole family's just like oh calm like he's very tall he's so handsome and i'm like ew (laughs) ew ew that is just like they just love him and 
they don't, you know, give a flying two poops about anything that he does, but then, you know, they've got to give their two cents on what's happening to her. Wait, except for when they were calling him, what's it called? Oh, a cuck. <laughs> a cuckold. A cuckold. When they were calling him a cuckold. Like, when they, like, her dad. Her dad is a piece of work. Oh, for real. But I, 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 I also loved that episode because I love watching family dynamics. Like, it's, I, I love a family dynamic. Um, when he was singing, uh, The Day the Music Died, and she had that dream state kind of flashback, and her parents were all dancing nice, and, she, you know, they were all looking at her, like, fondly, like, oh, it's our daughter, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I, I thought it's just, you know, family can make you feel so guilty, but you still just, like, idolize your family so much, Ew, even though they're so gross. kind of the worst. Yes! <laughs> yes! Oh, I can talk about that all day long. I'm like, gonna have a whole episode about that shit. And so, I don't know, like, I just, I think watching a show that talked about really really hard things like infidelity you know a a really difficult marriage um fame pressure making mistakes um having a child who's disabled you know feeling like you can't measure up as a mother like all of that was like so valuable to me and why I loved it so much yeah no it was it it honestly paints um how we deal with high stress situations and um, dealing with relationships inside of that in a very unbelievably real way. Yep. It, it is right in your face in your, all of your, all of your personal space to be like, you have to look at this and you have to watch it and you have to, I, the thing I love about, art and the fact that it is so subjective is that you have this moment to kind of decompress and watch these things and you there there's no way that you can't tie the things that you're watching and listening to into your own life because Mm. the things that you're watching and listening are just about life yeah that it's movies tv shows music podcasts whatever it's it literally is down to the brass tacks it's all about life and being alive and being a human in the day that we're alive in. And everything that we watch and consume literally relates back to just your life, everyday life. Yep. And it's so good. It's so, so good. Yeah. And it's it's starring an incredible actress, and it's created by two incredible women. Oh, just the and, women-centeredness of this? Yes. That's something else I wanted to talk about was... In one of the interviews I read, they said that they never wanted the perspective to leave Susie's. They never wanted us to get other people are going through what Billy is going through, right? Like I talked earlier about, like, like Cobb is going through his own things and we get to see that. But Mm -hmm. this is a woman's story. Yes, it is. This is a woman's struggle. And, oh, man. And I... I know that we haven't, like, we haven't talked about Naomi a lot, but I really liked her. Oh, I loved and her. how her journey is so weirdly, her, okay, I guess I should say, her journey, what she's going through, 
is so directly correlated with what Susie is going through, but in such like a separate way, if that makes sense. Well, and they also have their own sort of codependency, you know, they've yes. been best friends since they were very little, you know, she became Susie was going through, yeah, Susie was going through a really dark childhood, you know, yeah. she had some hard stuff going on and, you know, Naomi became a real rock for her and that kind of transcended through you know those young adult years into stardom she became her manager and they they themselves developed this sort of did you know that the show was originally supposed to be a sitcom about two best friends oh my gosh I can totally see that yes so it was originally pitched written as a sitcom about this these two characters um Susie was always supposed to be an actress, mm-hmm. but they didn't have like a big theme. And so right. they added the hack. Yeah. And that just changed the whole dynamic and organically the set the eight stages of grief like added onto that. But mm-hmm. I still believe that the structure of the show is really about women and relationships with other women. Yeah. I honestly was very surprised at the way that her storyline kind of took a shift. I wasn't expecting her uh, arc to kind of happen in the way that it did. Yes. Um, Because in the beginning, she kind of feels just kind of like a side character. Like, um, oh, it's just her manager and they've been friends forever and ever. And as we go along, you understand that her role is so vitally important in Susie's life. So, so important. And you're starting to think that, like, of course, Naomi is Susie's manager. So Susie's very important to Naomi. Yeah. But as we go along, Naomi's kind of realizing that, like, Susie's not really that important anymore. Yeah. Well, I one of the big moments for me is in episode two when she has her go buy Coke. Yes. Oh, my God. And I just there was that moment where I'm just like, this is what you're doing. You are a professional. You are a manager. You are going to buy cocaine for your childhood best friend so she can get fucked up at a hotel after Comic-Con. Yeah, because I I, I kind of feel like those the managerial side of things and then the best friend side of things had blurred so much too much that she I mean of course she's gonna go get coke for her because on the one hand this is my client and on the other hand this is my best friend but the lines are so blurred now that I don't know where like the hard Mm. boundary is anymore and I just thought it was so beautiful the way that they fiercely loved each other, mm-hmm. but knew, totally tell. Yeah. but knew that they were just hindering yeah. the other one from really, really growing. Yeah. I mean, by the end of it, you, you could tell that they both kind of understood that it was time to yeah. just go their separate ways, even though Susie was vastly pissed about Naomi deciding that she's going to move back to Iran and um, who wouldn't who wouldn't that be she doesn't want to be a manager anymore that she's yeah. not deriving any joy from the job that she doesn't want to do it and yeah see that's course, another yeah. thing 
That's another thing that I love because who wouldn't be mad? But then we don't we don't get to judge Susie for being upset because she's a human and that's her best friend and she's moving to Iran and that's her manager and you've been my manager yeah. my entire career and how am I supposed to how am I supposed to do this career without you? I've never mm-hmm. done it without you. How will I do it without you? And yeah. What, is she supposed to react any other way? No, but but for some reason in TV and in film, we expect, sometimes I feel, we expect the the film to make us comfortable. Mm-hmm. And that was not the case with the show at all, and that's why I loved it so much. I agree. On that same vein, too, I, I think we um, think that because we almost expect that in real life, too. Yes, of course, we expect others to make us uncomfortable. Yes. And no one goes, no one goes to the movies to have a hard time. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so true. (laughs) (laughs) No one, no one goes to the theater and buys a bucket of popcorn and is like, I want to have a real awakening, you know, like, but I feel like that is the most common reason why people tell me they don't like movies. Like when people say to me, I want to be lectured to. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, yeah. when people are just when people don't like a movie that I thought was actually very exquisite is because yeah. they had to think while they were in the theater. They had to feel something other than, wow, I'm entertained. Yep. Do you I know what? Believe that. You know what? That was my biggest. That was why I loved the film Mother by Darren Aronofsky so oh much. Oh, my God. I... We're going to have to have, we're just going to have to talk about that. We'll do an episode on that whole movie. We will, because that is one of my favorite films. Yes. And people were literally leaving the theater, like, by the group when I went and saw that. And I just think it is incredible. Fan-fucking-tastic. It's incredible. It really is. Yeah, I I loved Naomi. I really did. And I was really glad that she made that decision for herself to step away when she decided that she doesn't like doing this. I loved in the anger episode, you could also feel that Naomi was really angry. She was angry at Susie. She was angry with the profession that she was in. She was angry with herself that she wasn't good at her job. And she went to that women's gala thing or whatever and she was telling Susie, I have, like, I think we should go to this because, you know, I want to go. It'd be good for you. But also, I need to go find clients. I'm losing clients left and right. I'm pissed about it. I don't want to be doing this. But I have to go do something. I have to go and try to save the profession that I've been, my career, for the last, what, yeah. like, 15, 16 years. Yeah. And you could just feel that she was just so pissed off the whole time. That she had to even do that. Yeah. I loved that. I just, yeah, she was great. I loved her. And I love that actress. I want to see her in more things. Yes, I know. She's brilliant. So brilliant. And something that you said reminded me of something that was kind of brought up in one of the interviews. And it just talks about the roles that we play in Mm -hmm. our lives and how those like interact and intertwine and in her mouth. And she's talking about like, when we talked about this earlier too, like she's like, I'm supposed to be your manager, but I'm also supposed to be your best friend. But yeah. I'm also supposed to, I have other clients. Like I have a business, I'm a businesswoman mm-hmm. and I've built this. And, and is, what is my profession if I'm like out buying you drugs or I'm like yes. picking you up plastered every, like yes. ever the weekend and like, 
yeah, I understand that my role is your best friend, but this is getting a little bit blurry here with like, I'm also a businesswoman. And I feel like Susie goes through that same thing where she's like, I'm a mother, but I'm also like a freaking actress and I'm a Mm -hmm. professional, but I also like was robbed of my childhood. I never got to be a child. And I'm also an abused daughter taken advantage of. I'm an abused wife. I, you know, I, she has so many, I'm a best friend. I am a, actress a professional a celebrity a role model and these all kind of like how do i maintain what i am supposed to be Mm -hmm. all the time yes and it doesn't help that you know your husband doesn't really want you to be an actress yeah oh and that he delegitimizes it like oh my gosh okay that pissed me off so much when she was kicked out of her own fucking house yes and Naomi even said that. She she told Susie, she said, you need to leave him and you need to take back the house. You need you paid for that house. And she was so right. She's just so right that, you know, they have that house because Susie is working. She's an actress. She's an actress. And so she is, of course, making more money than he does, you know, being a professor. And I'm yeah. not saying that being a professor is less important than being an actress or what any at no profession is less important than any other profession it just comes down to the fact that that he made her feel like what she did was so goddamn unimportant she should just throw it all away and you know giving her grief about how she booked this thing and oh are you going to tell our son now that you're gonna not be here for so-and-so dates just making her feel so guilty for having all of these things that she has worked so hard for being an actor and being an actress is not easy that is a lot of work it takes a lot of perseverance it takes a lot of commitment and she's been doing it for a very long time she's been doing it for like 20 years yeah and i don't think he needs to be nobody needs to be making her feel guilty for the things that she has bought with the money that she worked very hard for yeah and she should be able to stay in that house as long as she fucking wants Yes. Yes. I loved um, it. How did you feel about the ending? We don't have to specifically say no. how it ended, but... So I read... I was listening to an interview, and they... Someone said... Someone asked a Q&A, and they were like, is this a contained story, or is there more? And you know how I... You know my thoughts and feelings about... I love a good contained story. I love a good one-off show. Yeah, that's true. And I felt like this was just perfect, the way that it was ended. I didn't need any more. I didn't have – I had just enough questions, but just enough hope Mm -hmm. for something good. I really appreciated the simple beauty of how it was ended. Mm -hmm. Um, It – it was a very satisfying ending to me. How about yeah. you? It, I mean, I would love a second season. You would? Love to devour whatever. Yeah. The only reason why I would love a second season is because I'm very interested in to, interested to see what the two of them, Lucy and Billy, would do. Yeah. Like, what they would consider Susie's next arc to be yes Um, but if they didn't I'd be fine because I don't think that they 
there was like one kind of thing that was like sort of cliffhangery, but I feel like you can kind of get to your own conclusion maybe on what happens with it. Yeah. And the rest of the rest of the other stories were pretty much wrapped up and yeah, I think, yeah, if they just left it by itself, I wouldn't be too upset because it really was great on its own in its own body of work. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Um, next week we are doing <gasps> the, the iconic, the iconic, the only <laughs> best quarantine show of my life. Yes. Search party. Search party is so good. It's amazing. I might rewatch it just, just. Uh, I'm gonna rewatch it. I'm (laughs) going to go start it right now. (laughs) I'm so excited. Um, what's on my mind? Um, right now I'm listening to Evermore by Taylor Swift. Is there any other album? My favorite song is definitely "Tis the Damn Season." Um. I haven't listened to it. You haven't? It's I so have good. Not. I really, really loved it. I'm wearing... Did you see what I'm wearing? Yeah, you're wearing your folklore sweaty. It came in the mail today. Oh, wow. Today? Today. It's today. It's um, today! Okay, what are you currently... What are you, I, what are you consuming? I'm currently trying to rewatch Dexter. Okay. But I'm not going to get through it because they're taking it off Netflix on December 30th. So, ha ha. Oh. And I'm also listening, like, devouring my favorite murder. I listen to it 24-7. I listen to it when I get ready in the morning and on my way to work. It's so good. Karen and Georgia are amazing. So, if you haven't listened to it, you guys should listen to it. You it's know, Brian and I tried listening to my favorite murder on a road trip once. And the first episode talks about that body on a billboard. And he made us turn it off. So. <laughs> Listen to episode two. <laughs> I just love Karen and Georgia so much. And I love murder, so <laughs> I love murder. But yeah. Okay. Well until next time. Until next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>